Uh, hello. Oh, hello. Welcome to today's um, session. Today's yeah. processing session. Yeah, I, uh, this is, hello, Jay Bear Hat. Hello, I, I. Hello, is, Brew. <laughs> this is a good one because uh, I feel, I don't know, I, I, I wanted to come in here to talk to you a little bit about, uh, ha have you heard any of your clients using the term gaslighting before? Uh, no, we actually try to, avoid, when they, before they come in, I make most of them sign a, a little treaty that says that they're not going to use certain words. Oh. Um, that one is on there because I suggest that they use, you know, more positive words like lying <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> or, or, or not telling the truth. Hmm. I see. Yeah, so I, I, I help, I feel like it helps, uh. You know, get get at the core of what what the issue is, um, because then it makes the sessions go a little by by a little faster too. Yeah, I should have I, I should have read the fine print on that one. Uh, I, I mean, what what other terms are not allowed? I are, are we allowed to talk about like CBT or uh, you know any techniques? Uh, or... CBT depends on what the person looks like, because a lot of them, you know, they're gonna make they're gonna make the joke. Um, yeah, gaslighting's on the on the on the list. Um, triggered but only if it's in a very um you know not referring to ptsd way mm. really actually um you know the best way to describe it is have you seen the trailer for the movie bodies 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 uh, i think so yeah every word in that trailer okay <laughs> is banned for use in this office banned. or every phrase in that trailer is banned for use in this office okay uh so i'm not allowed to say like what the what I don't think they say it in that. Actually, you you oh. can say what the what. It's you been a while. Cannot play any Slater songs, however. Oh no! What? That's okay. Come on, that's a little. All uh, right. It's it's yeah. You know, we're following the W path uh, <laughs> guidelines here. <laughs> well, all right then. Let's let's talk around the issue. So, I mean, my my vocabulary is going to be a little bit stunted here, but maybe what I can do is um, talk about someone else's situation uh as a way of oh. as a way of talking about my own yeah no we we highly recommend the arrowid uh swim approach here you know someone i uh someone who isn't me <laughs> yeah and someone who isn't me would happen to in this case be rebecca hall uh, oh she's a great swim <laughs> she's a <laughs> she's a fantastic swim yeah uh and she was in a film I saw recently called Resurrection. Whoa. Oh. oh, I thought that was a sequel to Night House, so I didn't see it. <laughs> I thought it was uh I thought it was like the new Matrix movie or something. I didn't I don't know. At, at first Yeah, it... a lot of a lot of movies coming out this year with the word resurrection in the title. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's finally coming back. The big JC. It's it's soon. This is what it means. Uh, no, this is not what it means. What it means is that I saw Resurrection, uh, and it's a film about. Um, let's say manipulation. I think that's a. I think that's a pretty fair thing to to do. I. It, you could also say that it's sort of a film about um, a, a one man cult. Or yeah. as we use the terminology uh, in in the profession, um, 
uh, Jared Leto to Ezra Miller situation. Mm. Uh, that's that covers kind of the whole spectrum of one person cults. Right. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much every every. Uh, that's the whole thing. That's the whole entire spectrum right there. Uh, yeah. And this time, instead of instead of either of those people, it's uh, Tim Roth. Oh, yeah, he's immediately identifiable. Really, really good character actor here um, showing us the most fucked up ways to smile that a human being could possibly do. (laughs) He is really, oh, God, like his presence is really fantastic. The way that he's just kind of like just kind of there and, and unassuming, but like threatening in that unassumingness. Oh uh, God! What like yeah? What an artist on that front. He he's spectacular. I think a thing I really enjoyed with that is that he does play the performance perfectly. Of um, nobody will believe you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where just the things he does and says are like audacious in a way where a lesser film about let's say men. Um, <laughs> would maybe make those things just metaphors and like not literally, but I like that the film is just like makes it a- apparent as the film goes on. No, he's actually like literally doing all of this. <laughs> yeah, and so I hate to uh, turn the film work, the work of art of film, into my personal little Beyblades that I make fight against each other, uh, but I really must say. That there was another film that was pretty stuck in my craw while I was watching this movie <laughs> that is very similar to this movie in really quite a few ways, uh, but felt but really the similarities made me like this movie a whole lot more. Uh, obviously, it, we're talking about men. It's so rare to have a film where you watch it and you're like, Man, I could see like so many things in this working if they were done better. And then to watch a movie that literally just does <laughs> does that literally is that that thing yeah. you just said is what resurrection is for men. Uh, it's hilarious. It's unbelievable. And I, I like the major sources of success. Uh, well, one major source of success is like you said, uh, the way that he kind of I don't know it. The movie like. Resurrection runs on dream logic, almost, yeah. uh, and the way that Tim Roth's character is able to just kind of have all of this stuff that's like, it sounds absurd. It sounds totally ridiculous. Like if I if I say out loud, like, oh no, like uh, you know, I'm I'm just your ex partner, and I remember when we were together, you had a baby, and then I ate the baby, and the baby still lives inside of me. It's still alive, but you know, and if you get close enough, you can hear the baby crying. But uh, if if you uh, if you don't do my little uh, punishments, my little kindnesses, uh, you're never gonna you're never gonna hear the cries of the baby again, and you're never gonna see me or the baby again. Uh, and, and the baby is inside of me, and it's really upset. And also, at any moment, I could double eat the baby <laughs> there's like weird threat he keeps making of like basically threatening to digest the baby yeah yeah like ugh. just stuff that if you told anyone that like your ex was doing that would think that you were fucking with them yes absolutely and even, even the first thing where it's like he he pulled one of his teeth out and put them in my daughter's purse yeah yeah like 
that sounds insane. Why would that someone do that? Insane, yeah, that is an insane thing. And it's like, oh, it's so perfect because that's what makes his character so sinister is because he does things that absolutely are threats and absolutely are meant to like break a character down. But they sound so fucking insane on paper that like, yeah, no one's going to believe you if you tell someone that he did this. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, and you know, you you scroll through TikTok and you see like so many abuse stories and it, it's it's that. It's just like, this sounds so suffused with context and and like so hard for me to understand. Uh, and, and that's so by design on the part of the abuser uh, in a lot of these situations. I mean, like, it's, I, I don't know. I, it felt, it feels like a really, really strong sort of uh, central conceit and central sort of metaphor for the plot to kind of wrap itself around. And it it does that so deftly uh, by by just, you know, perfectly towing the line between ridiculous and completely horrifying. I like that it takes the dream logic used in a lot of other trauma thrillers and it makes it uh, instead of the narrative having a dream logic, the villain has a dream logic. Yeah. Yeah, everything and, else and is the, pretty and straightforward. The threat, yeah, and the threat of him is the fact that he can make Rebecca Hall fall under his dream logic, not the fact that, like, dream logic is actually happening. Although it does kind of end on a dream logic-y thing, but I sort of inter- like to interpret that as, like, literal like just somehow he literally did something that is unbelievable and impossible. Yeah. I and that's that's kind of like the other thing is that like the movie spends so little of its effort trying to necessarily convince you uh or or I, I don't know like it doesn't try to like put you in the situation of Margaret who Rebecca Hall plays uh or it's it it distances you it distances you from her throughout the entire narrative pretty much, uh, yeah. So that like when she's going through these scenes and kind of falling more and more into this idea of like, you know, and, and exposing you the audience more and more to the idea of like, okay, this baby is real, this context is real, he really does have this power uh, over her ostensibly, then it. I don't know. It, it's it's not like it's not like it's trying to make you believe that, but it's trying to make you feel something about it. Yeah, no, it it makes it so that even if you like, because the, the distancing, like specifically in the way in which it shows Rebecca Hall just not being a like being being a bad boss, being a bad girlfriend, being a bad mother, like yeah. it does all this stuff really well in a way that I think is very much so built in to make you distance yourself from her, like an emotional fuck way to put it rational level so that when those things happen that seem absurd or insane, you're looking at it more objectively rather than like, Oh, well, because we're seeing what the character sees, which big critic of the criticism of the film. I would have the, the dream sequence at the end, I thought was really stupid. And I, I felt should have been just left out. I kind of, I kind of agree a little bit. I mean, like it's it it introduces a little bit too much of a like, oh, was it all in her head? Which then kind of then brings in like, 
well, is David all in our head too? Because like it would make more sense if David is like a real person and this all actually happened. And the one thing that is a question is whether or not he actually has a baby in his stomach. Yeah. Yeah, once you get to the point of the movie is like taking that as literal reality, uh, it, it, you don't necessarily need to take it further or to kind of like pander to the ending explained crowd or anything like that. It's like, we, uh, th- you know, that is already the culmination. A- and it's, to be clear, like, I think it's amazing. I think it's genius that, that the film, like, sets up this sort of Chekhov's gun situation and delivers on it and says, like, uh, you're going to see this baby get pulled out of this guy's fucking stomach. <laughs> like, that aspect of it is pure and utter genius to me. Uh, and, and the the very, very, very final sequence felt uh, kind of comparatively a little bit gratuitous. I mean, it, it makes sense to see Abby again, the daughter, uh, but at the same time, eh, you know... Like, did it really happen? I would prefer if it did happen in the way that you said it did. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like I I would prefer maybe seeing like the reality of the situation. But it being more ambiguous, like, say, did Abby forgive her or not? Like, like you, you, we don't the I like the idea of like getting back to her and she has the baby and that's an accepted reality and maybe presenting things in a way that suggests that Abby and others have forgiven Margaret. Mm-hmm. But having it be a lot more ambiguous on like, well, is Abby just saying this in this scene because she's trying to like, she's like, well, it's my fucking get out of here. I don't yeah. know where you got that fucking baby. Uh, I'm done. Yeah. Uh, but then it's, it's, it's done in a way that's very clearly like, and then this scene is is Margaret's gone crazy and is imagining all this happening, and it's yeah. like, yeah, I don't, I don't, you don't need to show us that. It's <laughs> you need to introduce a, a meta, an unreality dream sequence moment uh, into this film because it's so much more effective that it isn't that. Yeah, <laughs> that we're just seeing Margaret coming to believe things that are probably lies. Absolutely, yeah. Which like. We, I mean, like, we already know throughout the text of the film that she's, like, desperate for, I don't know, like, forgiveness and, you know, for uh, the acceptance of her daughter and, generally speaking, you know, those around her. Uh, but, like, yeah, the movie the movie already functions without, without leading on an ending that's um, a little bit punishing towards her as a character. Yeah, no, it it kind of it it's doesn't leave as bad a taste in my mouth as that the last shot of Saint Maud. Uh-huh. But it's in that same kind of genre of like, did you really need like did you really need that? Like we get it. Like you don't Why are you kicking this character when they're already dying? <laughs> when they're already <laughs> down. Yeah. Kind of uh t- talking about uh, something else that I'm obsessed with with this film, the daughter is a Valhalla stan who has like characters from the game on her wall, and she's playing multiplayer heavily modded Skyrim like RP I guess with her friends oh, over Discord. So funny, 
so funny. <laughs> I like something about it. Just like I don't, I don't know. Like seeing someone who's like, well, for one thing, like I, I don't know who funded the movie in in to the extent that they were able to license both Google and uh, the Elder Scrolls because the daughter literally says, "I have to play Elder Scrolls with my friends." Uh, and and also um, Valhalla. And Valhalla, yeah. Yeah. Valhalla is probably a, a bit of an easier get. Um, yeah, no, that makes sense. But, I mean, like... Cool! Like, like the money spent on that shit is so worth it, because it's like, yeah. okay, I know this girl. I've literally met this bitch. I've seen her on TikTok. I've, you know, I've, I've been friends with her in, you know, varying capacity. Like, it's... It's so... I, I don't know what it is, but it's just so, like... I don't want to say lived in, but just very the attention to detail there is very funny. It's it's such an accurate get and it immediately gives you so much about this character without really needing to like it's 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 an excellent example of show don't tell. Yeah. Um, and it, it really supports how much of like her role in her relationship to her mother is 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 basically being therapist to her mom because it's like yeah, all this shit is shit that kids who have to be therapists, their moms when they're teenagers, end up escaping into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the expensive gaming rig uh, and the and the twelve hours locked in the room because I mean, like all of the scenes of her interacting with her mom were like very, very deeply upsetting and and super. Just the way the way that she kind of like uses her body language and like curls up and pulls away and like is super super dissociated and like monotone for some of the scenes. The the scared tone in her voice when she's like, "I think you're having an episode," which is like also like really good because it also captures a thing I like in the film, which is that like again. I think it's fair to assume that this all happens. They do show David in Rebecca Hall's office after she receives a call telling her that there's a man here for her. And it does appear that like other people see that he is a person in her office. Yeah. So it does at least establish that like he is actually back. Um, But it's really like good that it establishes that like this isn't just coming out of like nowhere. Like she clearly has like kind of ongoing, the damage to her and her daughter's relationship has already been done Mm -hmm. before David reappeared. Oh yeah. uh, yeah. Because of like the stuff that David did to her and that kind of her refusal to deal with it has what leads her vulnerable to it happening again. Um, but I like it because it also makes it so that it's even harder for people to possibly believe her because the damage of it that it was done to her clearly is established that like her daughter assumes like, okay, this must be some, like you must be talking about someone who doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. You must be full of shit or you're like exaggerating or your brain is like, has you're, wires you're having, yeah, you're having some sort of delusional episode because you have had one in the past. Yeah. And I think, uh, which, yeah, if you're a teenager, like you're not gonna have the fucking toolkit to like navigate trying to figure that out with your fucking parent. You're just gonna be like, okay, well, one time you said a bunch of shit to me that wasn't true, so 
that is what I have learned from this situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. And I mean, when it when it comes to that kind of stuff, that that type of logic, I, I think that this movie is like uh, putting itself in the camp of, of stuff like Persona uh, by Bergman, stuff stuff that's like not really tr- hardcore trying to convince you of everything. It's like kind of wielding these characters and these ideas in uh, allegorical ways and like really kind of wide reaching and sweeping ways. Uh, but it does help that the logic is, you know, pretty watertight throughout, um, aside from, like, the genuinely fantastical elements. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think that there is... I don't know, there, there's, a, there's a lot to be said about, like, the subtleties and uh, the kind of small, like, artistic choices, I guess I would say. Like, the way that he... The way that uh, David is, like, sitting in her chair in her office, like, he's the boss and shit like that. Uh, just, I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of thought given to it. it uh, this is the type of movie that I like because it feels very play like. Yeah. Oh, I I also like that the the fact that um, David is like present but unseen earlier in the film because we know that he likely was involved in the bike accident and at some point he put a tooth in in Abby's wallet. Yeah. Uh, and I like that because that creates this tension of like, not only is he around, but also like he's probably been doing the thing that he had been doing at the conference and the park for a while, which is just placing himself in places where Margaret is waiting for her to see him. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, which is just like. Such a like creepy thing to consider because it's not like she meets him and then he becomes oh he's back in her life it's he is sitting in a place in a way where he has no way to know if she a sees him or b is going to see him Mm -hmm. and is just like aware that that's all he has to do and that eventually once she notices she's going to not be able to not notice when he is around yeah absolutely like he has this like it's not like he's—he, I don't know—he has this weird backhanded control freakness, where he—he he just wants to be like present and like kind of in her orbit, generally speaking. But he, like, if he were, you know, he doesn't want to be too obvious because he, you know, has some sort of problem that incentivizes him to be an insane, insanely abusive guy i guess uh i don't know yeah everything about his methodology and the way it kind of like worked toward the thriller aspects of this uh i i was just really really impressed by yeah and it's even reflected later when they're talking and she talks about like no i was aware that you were being a creep on me when i was like a teenager like i was aware that you just came to the beach every day to stare at me waiting for me to make the first move because he knows that if he makes her make the first move, then it's like it's like a foot and door thing. Yeah. I I didn't prey on you. You approached me after I continuously made myself available in this way that clearly signaled interest. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Probably not worth uh, you know, probably not worth his character thinking about. He's the one in control after all, and Yeah. 
maybe maybe you should do a kindness for implying that he would be like a bad person for that situation. You should just do like a calling kindness it, really quick. Oh, calling it kindness is a such perfect like that type of creepy psycho thing. Yeah. Yeah, just, like the internal logic of it all and and like the language that they had uh especially was like I don't know, just a, a really good stand-in for, like, a several-year abusive relationship and kind of the language that occurs there. Yeah. Oh. Also, the monologue where she explains all that stuff is was very, like... Uh, the friend who I watched it with was, like, so many people are going to get into Tish off of this monologue. <laughs> can we talk a little bit about... Uh, well, we can kind of use it as a springboard to talk about Rebecca Hall in a general sense... But the intern is like the the best subplot. I the the best part about the monologue is that it holds on Rebecca Hall's face for the entirety of it, and yes. it's like probably like ten minutes. It's a it's a hefty monologue. Yeah, and as it goes on, there's I feel like in a lot of films, like doing the like stopping everything and having a character monologue while they're in a room with another character would be kind of like. Meh. but i think why it works here is not only is it like oh that it captures what someone trauma dumping at you feels like but it also creates this tension of like every now and then you remember while the monologue is going on that there is a person in the room with her who is just trying to leave work <laughs> who is like i don't it's 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 it works so perfectly for me because it's just like this it's Rebecca Hall's character kind of like butting her head against this power differential where it's like this person has approached her and wants to like talk to her about her situation which by comparison is so fucking normal <laughs> and yeah. so cut and dry and so when Rebecca Hall wants to bring it up it's wants to bring up her own situation it's like well not only are you my boss, but this is pretty fucking weird, and I have no idea what to say to you right now on on both fronts. The uh, oh the the like is this a test or something? Why would you tell me that? Like the the intern just crying. Yeah, <laughs> like she doesn't know how else to respond. Uh, also, extremely great follow up later when she asks in a very clearly leading way. Oh, did I help? And Gwen was just like, yeah, no, you helped a lot yeah. in more ways than you think. <laughs> uh, and then she just responds, good. You're going to get a glowing review, a uh, glowing recommendation from me. And I, when I was watching my friends, I just immediately was like, cool. Glad to know my response deci decided whether or not I would get that. <laughs> Her character is great. This is a great character. I fucking it's, love it. It's so good. It's so good. I love awful women so fucking much. You have no idea. Um, God, Rebecca Hall. We've said her name super cut of every time we've said Rebecca Hall in this episode. Because, really, Rebecca Hall. She's, she's just good in it. Yeah. I, I, don't know to, I don't know what to tell you. She's just good in it. <laughs> she's perfect for... She's just perfect for the character. She... Has this, like, I don't know, something about Rebecca Hall, like, she she functions so well in thrillers because she really does seem like, uh, she does she does great on both sides of the coin, where she's, like, put together, and she's a businesswoman, and she is, uh, 
composed and her life is under her control completely. And then the second that all tips and kind of falls apart, like it's it's utterly fascinating to watch and you you get these you get these amazing amazing sides of her performance that are uh just like really inspired i i i loved her like catatonia uh, during one scene where she's in the office and the intern is trying to communicate with her oh yeah oh oh my god that scene Every that poor intern, (laughs) (laughs) just just wanting to have just a normal, like bad relationship that she talks about with her with her boss. That is maybe not the healthiest thing. Yeah, and then just like the most oh no situation (laughs) possible. Yeah, like, I don't know, the, I, I it was a really good kind of establishing first scene between them, I would say, just in, in terms of just, like, you see that, like, uh, Margaret kind of sees herself as kind of past a hurdle, and, you know, no longer dealing with something, and so, and thus, like, she's able to help out other women, uh, and, and kind of talk to them about this stuff, and... That role reversal is, like, so fun and funny and, like, fascinating to watch as, like, she suddenly, suddenly, you know, the the post has to lean the other way. She has to lean on the intern for a second and then it all, like, because obviously she can't lean on this intern for, you know, for abusive ex-advice, it kind of crumbles into dust. Her response to it... Like, oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have brought it up. And it's like, yeah. What? But she's also like, oh, I should. Like, I, I never told anyone that. And it's like, you should have told literally someone else, like anyone else, that. <laughs> like, maybe, maybe your daughter, I guess, potentially at some point. Give her the context of what happened and is going on in your life. Talk to your partner, the boyfriend that you're in denial about. Like yeah. he's kind of he's kind of like uh uh I don't want to say soy. <laughs> I, he I like I do like that they gave her a boyfriend character who doesn't suck in a like recreating the abuse way, but is just the kind of like just incompetent at a, at navigating emotions way. Yeah, like clearly is trying. She they gave her they gave her a, a golden retriever for a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, another another really interesting dynamic there, because she obviously, she doesn't want to be, at least she doesn't want to be seen as being capital I involved with this guy, who, yeah. I, who you know, I guess is like her co-worker. Um, and there's that super, super awkward sex scene that I love uh, of them in the work bathroom. Uh, and he's just like, I'm just not into this. Just like revealing that he's like such a normal guy. Yeah. That he's, he's just like, I, he's like, like, this isn't like a thing for me. Like, and I, it's kind of weird that you're suddenly like super like, oh, let's do something crazy where it's like, we don't do crazy things. <laughs> <laughs> the way, like, the way that she doesn't want to be cared for by him and 
and, and and as the audience, you're not necessarily there to like blame her for that because it's like, uh, you're you're doing this for reasons that are bad. <laughs> uh, like I I I don't know, but like there should be somebody in his place, right? That like somebody right. somebody who you are able to fuck and talk to and not you know have it be super fraught uh, or or have it be something where you're kind of hesitant about it or whatever i uh, i mean that would be the ideal situation for when your extremely extremely abusive ex comes back into town that would be kind of the goal right yeah well and it's like it it's i, I think the reason why she ends up telling it to the intern is because it's the kind of the person within the film that we're showed that she has the most power over and so that becomes the safest space for her because it's like, well, this person can't do anything to hurt me if this information. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the person I'm dating could because they could reject me or break my heart or like worse, love me. Uh, <laughs> and then it's like, God forbid she tells her daughter anything that would be important for her to know. Oh, yeah. No, just got to just got to keep, you know, dancing around the issue when it comes to talking to the daughter and and. Just being as controlling as possible with as little explanation or apology as possible. That which, which is ah, uh, it's so it's so rough to watch because it's so like both. You know why Margaret is like that, but also you know that the daughter doesn't, and that even if the daughter did, the daughter's situation is like just horrifying and traumatizing for her. Yeah. Because yeah. it is basically just her mother is being an abusive mom. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's really, it, it's, it's really upsetting <laughs> to watch it, to watch it uh, kind of evolve and, and go down like that. Uh, but I, again, like a really deft kind of, a really deft handling of those kind of communication blockages and how hard it is to... I don't know how hard it is to get the ball rolling when so much of so much of what is there is so hard to digest and so hard to discuss. Yeah, no, and, and definitely something that I feel like everyone being on their A game for acting here is like a huge part of it. This this is like a film where like if anyone wasn't pulling their weight, it would like easily could sink the whole production. Oh, yeah. Big time. It's 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 a very lucky situation that everybody was knocking it out of the park. Yeah. Uh, I am really, really excited to see other stuff by this director. I got yeah, this say. is the, his debut film, right? Uh, it seems to be. He has something else floating around out there. I think it's a short of some sort um, that I'm kind of curious to check out. I, I also remember seeing that it was something like... Uh... This was like one of those scripts that was just kind of like floating around, like that he had been kind of shopping around for a little bit. Yes, yeah. Uh, so, I, we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording. Shutter has been putting out like Shutter original has kind of become one of those like joke things in like uh like letterboxed horror fan circles for you know not not unfair reasons, uh-huh. but like kudos to Shutter and other streaming services for being some of the for. Really stepping up on the slack that uh, Netflix was given, because I'd rather they just throw a bunch of money at random directors and like people and be like, "Here, make make a little fucking movie. I don't care." Honestly, uh, yeah, like 
the the I, I, as much as like Netflix eating itself from the inside is like kind of depressing to watch. Uh, the feeding frenzy of all of the other streaming services becoming piranhas and getting actually good content uh, is interesting and kind of cool. Uh, speaking as somebody who pirates everything. Yeah, no, speaking as someone who does not pay for any of this. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I pay for Mubi. Yeah, yeah. We actually both pay for Mubi. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much the one. I mean, I'll pay for it. If two, hey, and if Two B had like a paid service, I'd pay for Two B. No, don't tell all, them that though. All these other, I mean, okay. When I say paid service, what I mean is, uh, I would pay to not have to have ad block on when I watch Two B. Uh, <laughs> Fair. Um, as long as the free service is still around, that's fine. But I would give them money mm. to not have ads. Um. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I choose to otherwise kind of like, I choose to not get involved in the streaming more. I pirate from them all equally. <laughs> Some of them I'll pirate from just, just because I heard that it, it costs them money. I'm never going to watch Disney Plus's Mulan. Oh God. But I downloaded it. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> just to put that little, just to make the stock go down by that 1.001%. It's it would be it. it would be so cool if piracy actually worked that way, and just like I could just keep deleting and re-downloading Mulan, and it just takes yes. like like one 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 HP damage off of off of old Walt's fucking stock market. Yes, it's working. Everybody, keep downloading. It's like the spirit bomb. We have to spirit bomb Disney <laughs> from. <laughs> Goku collecting all of the seeds on uh, the live action remake of fucking what 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 one are they not Song of the South that Disney Plus is going to be putting out? Oh my god! Yeah, whatever weird retcon of their racism. I I got him running. I got Deluge running. I got U Torrent. I got Bit Torrent. We're we're pulling out all Q-Torrent. the stops. I got that one browser that has a torrent built into it. Uh, that I'm forgetting is what it's called offhand. There's a couple of those. There's Opera. Opera. Yeah, I got Soulseek. Oh man, yeah, Soulseek. Let's I got go. I got FTP file transfer protocol services. I've got a Seedbox. I've got Usenet. I've got. Wait, what's this background prop? LimeWire. What are you doing <laughs> there? I've got Keylogger.exe. <laughs> Uh, my shit's all great fucked to, up. Great way to keep track of all my keys. I don't know. If it's <laughs> <laughs> DJ, run that back. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, yeah, weird, weird, uh, weird time for for M-Preg horror films. Yeah, it's a fad. And Resurrection, honestly, Men, Titan. <laughs> I'm like, I'm super into it. I think that the, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think the trend should continue. I think every movie should have one pregnant man in it in some capacity or you know at least one baby baby carrying baby bearing male individual that that's i think that should be well not the mark of quality because the quality because men i don't know if men is any indicator it's not a quality indicator but it is a something indicator yeah no i i think it's i think it's a good weather uh, a good weather vein for where we're at right now the 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 pregnant man whore by the way extremely funny reaction on tim roth's face once he realizes uh 
how uh, telling his mind broken ex that he has a baby inside him could backfire. <laughs> and the and the double hidden socks or the double hidden knives. Oh god, that that was that almost felt like a gag. That 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 was absolutely a joke. That had to be in there to like just let a little bit of the tension out. <laughs> uh cuz it's it's so funny the way she just like oof and there's just another knife taped to her body yeah yeah i thought it should have kept going i thought she should have just kept pulling knives out of everywhere (laughs) yeah thinking i mean thinking about it i guess she probably outside of the con outside of the dream sequence ending scene she's probably dead at the end of the movie huh for if we want to talk about the literal well i don't know it is a movie so it doesn't really matter she did get like kind of a major stab wound, but I don't think she's necessarily supposed to be dead. Mm-hmm. Assumedly, all the noise being created would have in a hotel room would have led to like the police being called. Uh, so you I never assume, know. I assume she was like arrested or like sent to an asylum or something. Or I prefer to imagine that she got out of there and she had a baby and she was like, there is a baby in him. And they're just like. Well, we can't prove that there wasn't a baby in him. <laughs> and this baby is uh, 20 years old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I'm a little I'm a little torn on it because it's like I, I'm curious as to like I'm simultaneously curious as to the material reality of the characters. And I'm also sitting here thinking like, oh, the baby was a a uh, metaphor for what David and Margaret shared together and how it had power over one of them and was claimed only by one of them, but it's it's actually something that's both of theirs. Uh, or you can also just watch the movie and be like, nah, she, there was a baby in there and she cut the baby out and it's it's all it's all literal. It's all very real. Yeah, no, I, I choose that. I choose to believe that it's real. I mean, obviously... If you want to read the film in the in the in the vulgar subtext, um, <laughs> not just that, like, there's so many ways you could you could read that, like the way abusive men will sometimes trap women in relationships with ch- with a child yeah. by being by using the the wellness of the child as a like an excuse to keep a woman around. The way um, family creation can create ties that are much more difficult and then also just like yeah the the baby ultimately represents uh the the parts of the relationship that margaret unfortunately finds alluring in part because she was groomed and abused into finding them alluring yeah the the baby representing both a thing that she has control over and also her position as subservient and controlled yeah it kind of represents like the things that she values in you know ostensibly in david uh and and a lot and you know all of those things that she values are things that they forged together basically uh and experiences that they had together um and yeah you know like i said she has to kind of claim that for her own and sort of sort of like 
have her stake her part in it without kind of relinquishing it over to him. Yeah. Ladies, if a man says he ate your baby and it's still alive inside him, red flag. Red, red flag. flag emoji. Classic red flag. Oh my Classic god. Classic red flag. Men are Male always manipulator mu- Men manipulator move, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, I'm gonna um, go get back to uh, watching the, all the Pirates of the Caribbean movies and listening to Marilyn Manson and uh, I guess the new Kanye West album. Oh, and the new Flash movie that's coming out. Oh, who's 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 that? Who's in that? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, the new Flash. Oh, I'm really excited for that one. Extremely funny update that I think happened while we were recording. Uh, that that they, they finally were like, "Oh, I, 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 I've come to terms with the actions of my past, and I'm going to be moving forward." And it's like, I don't think you could say actions of your past. When it's been in, like, the promotional cycle for your movie that hasn't come out yet. I've come to terms with my actions of yesterday. Yeah. And earlier today. And I've decided to continue doing them. <laughs> uh, you know, go off, I guess. That's not, uh... Yeah, go off. A freaking cliff! <laughs> I love this new thing where it's just, like... All celebrity news is kind of innately a little bit triggering and uh, feels more and more every single day uh, like it should, like it's very invasive and uh, weird and just like a huge morality issue that nobody in their right mind would want to, you know. It's, it is kind of evil. Like, okay. It is bizarre that we have reached a point where it feels more evil to like, turn those things into like political conversations than to just like gawk (laughs) yeah because every time that happens it just creates a space for people to be like actually ezra miller should kidnap that child (laughs) (laughs) which is like a real thing like ezra miller innocent is like a real is like a real movement oh don't yeah you don't gotta tell me i I believe you it's it is insane that like that is like where this this kind of like bizarre rich people uh watching like fandom that we have all been forcibly bought into has led is is that you have to have opinions (laughs) about the child kidnapper i you know or else you will or else you will face the firing squad that said, I feel actually insane that like is there, that they must be some sort of bizarre psyop because of how many articles I'll see where it's like Ezra Miller like ran over like five children and then it's like a picture of them with like a cunted up look and I'm like come on you got there's got to be like a, a a photo of them that doesn't immediately scream into the reptile brain of every conservative in America. <laughs> My god. You guys like, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't even. I don't even know where to even. I don't know. I don't know where that dark road leads. Just as yeah. as far as that stuff goes. I mean, like, we hear all sorts of shit about Ezra Miller, but they they really when it's like a normal guy, when it's like a normal straight straight acting straight guy, you're not you're not really gonna hear about it so much, are ya? At least not until like thirty fucking years later. Yeah, no, that's that's fucking true. Or 
if they like are like literally stupid enough to do it on camera, I guess. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes that occurs. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, we're getting more and more of that surveillance data. Yeah, but... that's true. But look, look, I mean, look at us. Just even fucking bringing it up is just like, oh. Yeah, no, well... it's like we we feel this obligation to talk about it, and it's yeah. like fucking. I don't, I don't care. I don't watch movies with Ezra Miller in them. I don't get out a of fuck. a moral principle. They're just a bad actor. <laughs> Ezra Miller's a stranger to me. Johnny yeah. Depp and Amber Heard are strangers to me. You are a stranger to me, dear listener, probably. They are strangers to me, and they could pay to have me killed for fun. All of them. <laughs> Quite a few of them. Some um. of them might have. <laughs> <laughs> the guy is on his way right now. Hold on, I hear a knock at my door. BRB. <laughs> yeah, uh, boy. What a world. But thankfully, there's movies like Resurrection out there to kind of uh, make help us make sense of all of it. Give, give us literally anything else to think about. For literally. And also we get to look at uh, Rebecca Hall's incredible face, which she has somehow given the ability to, like, age on camera. <laughs> She's the first actress to age and de-age herself at will. It's, it's remarkable. There are literally scenes in this movie where she looks like she just is gaining 10 years over the course of one shot. It is <laughs> fucking insane. I don't know how she does it. She just doesn't do her retinol for the day, and then that's, you know. <laughs> I, same girl. I just start melting by 5 p.m. She's, yeah. she's just actively letting her fillers deflate. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, haven't we all been there? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I suppose I kind of... Got it out of my system. I'm glad I, I'm glad I talked about it. Or, or at least I'm glad I talked around the issue. Um, you know, one day I hope we make the breakthrough where I'm allowed to kind of talk about my my actual my own trauma in this office. And uh, I, I don't know. I think I think if you name it, mm. that gives it power. So if you just never talk about it ever, you'll be, I mean, look at how look at how far look at how far uh, Margaret in this movie got in her career. Yeah. You're right. You think she would have gotten that far if she ever talked about the fact that one time she was abused? <laughs> you know, you'd make a really, really good point. I I think what I'll do is I'll, I'll just bottle up all the emotions and then I'll just work extra, extra, extra hard um, and kind of wind up the uh, wind up the uh, the jack in the box and, and see what happens. Yeah. And by the time anything happens that's bad, it'll be so far down the road, it'll be you're basically a different person by that point. That person isn't even you. Who cares? That's so true. Wow, thank you. I you know, you've t it's a weight it's a weight off my chest. It's the monkey off my back for for today. This I'm I I'm glad I came in for uh, I'm I'm glad I came in for therapy. I'll uh, yeah. I'll 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 be leaving now, but uh you yeah, yeah, no, you could, you could, uh, you can leave your kindness at the door. Oh, okay, yeah, let me, yeah, I, 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 I'm still on the phone with my, I, I've, I've been talking with my insurance back and forth for the past couple of weeks, but I'll, uh, let me just pull out a couple of my fingernails and leave them. Uh, 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 uh okay, um, I'm just gonna leave that there, leave, leave it, leave it there yeah, for you? Yeah, no, perfect, by the fruit bowl, yeah. Okay, all right, great, great, talk, talk to you, uh. Talk to you next, well, 
next session. Yep. Talk to you then.